0: Welcome to what's good under the hood you're back i got my schwarzenegger glasses on today i'll be back oh, wow <laughs> this is the ugliest freaking glass i've ever seen you well can't they hide see your through. ugly face so that Look works that. they're dirty i think they're tumbleweed our traffic guys glasses we are andy woods from 97.5 wcos the guy up to my right Greg Hood of Mazda Columbia, owner of Mazda Columbia. And the fellow that just took a sip of vodka, is it vodka and tea? It's Rob Sanders exactly. from Fox Sports Radio, 1400 AM, on every I, afternoon I mean, from I, three until four.
1: I'm with you, Andy. If I can have vodka and tea during the day, that's what I'm going with. But actually, this is bourbon and grape juice.
0: <laughs> and this is coffee and jameson and 20 minutes from now this is going to be a complete mess so that's perfect
2: <laughs> i have nothing i'm completely sober i have I've no issues over else. here so i'll lead the band how about that
1: yeah yeah you do that and I'll, I'll be the guy that tries to stay in step and not run out onto the field
0: thank you naked
1: yeah <laughs> <of> <laughs>
0: <laughs> when we start talking about naked people i'm going to change the the tra- trajectory of the conversation with all the exactly. mask mandates coming back we're thinking pandemic again hopefully it does not impact us too much but i know that we it impacts thinking that you're thinking that stop thinking that i know that it impacts how cars get to the market which is you know you've got to have cars getting to the market to be able to sell them and, and then there's the chip issue as well. You were talking earlier before we started what's a good under the hood podcast about Casey and how they're coming in on trains. There's a big lot out there. And it's it looks a lot better now than it did, doesn't it? Well, yeah,
2: it really had thinned out. I, I live uh, down. that. I take that exit to go home and there's a big switching yard uh, for the railroad. And they also unload the cars uh, off the train out there. It's kind of a holding yard for them. I think Chevrolet, Ford, um, maybe Honda. There's a few different manufacturers that utilize this area. And for one, it had been super thin, but now it's really, really full. And, but the dealers aren't seeing the cars on the lot. My cars at Mazda, they come out of Jacksonville. So that's a whole other issue of the way that's working. But we can visibly see that here in the Columbia area. Uh, that the swell of cars that are come in and what we're hearing is that especially in well Ford and Chevy's uh, case that they're trying to push the cars for, farther along or closer to the dealerships or to the dealerships and then have them add the final chips they need so the cars will still operate but usually it's like the chip that goes in the remote that opens the door does autom- automatic start or whatever you want to do those
0: are what they're trying to limit that to. So the chips that actually operate the car and make it safe to drive those are those are still being produced and jammed into cars. Well, instead. there's a there's a
2: uh you know there's a supply of chips it's an uh under the amount that they need so they can pick and choose what they do with them, what they put okay. what information they put into them. I don't know the the depths of it, but I did read that they part of it is you know each one of your remotes if you've ever opened up to change the battery, you can clearly see that there's a little you know, there's chips yeah. inside there that tell it what to do but one of the things that's happening though in the switching yard is it's swelling up with vehicles and that's all good but right down the road is a yard for uh, the car haulers and what happened was is that the car hauler companies during the beginning of covid they laid all the drivers off so they went and got other jobs and so now we got to move cars and there's nobody to move them so we got another you know issue in our supply chain so We don't, I don't really know exactly what the big swell is for um, because I, but I certainly see them not getting quite to the dealerships yet uh, because I'm looking, I'm in the car business and I pay attention to everybody else's lot as well as mine. And, uh, you know, everybody needs them. And so they're sitting there. That may be the place they're kind of halfway storing them as well. I'm not sure.
1: Well, I I have a question about that. You mentioned that they're going to basically, once they get those chips, they're going to finally. Uh, finish the cars basically here, isn't that gonna? You're basically setting up just a stockpile yard where you're gonna have tons and tons of cars, and we may at one point have too many cars that are over here and uh, ready to be uh, sold. Car glut? And,
2: no, because the uh, there's a uh, terminology is used in the car business. It's called a car glut. It's
0: not car glut. Not Car
2: glut <laughs> with an S. <laughs> that's you. You do. You both drive a Honda. I still am sickened by all that. We have to fix that. But nonetheless, is that it, it's called a SAR, and it's what they estimate that we're going to sell in volume of cars uh, throughout the year. I think they're saying it's seventeen point five million this year. You know, so everybody's a little deficient. We may not meet that number just because of supply, but the demand is there for that amount. So they can they can dictate or they can predict based upon demand and what they see. So the demand on the new car side. Uh, is still pretty high you know cars have an attrition rate normally they wear out you know or they wreck or they do whatever or people change their mind on what they want to drive and so that's what drives all the different pieces of the market financing will do it uh, that kind of stuff as well as low rates you know make people make decisions but as far as there being a glut i really don't see that happening i think that you know we've still got another five or six months at least of this kind of stuff going on uh, we're shorted ships just based upon what I'm hearing and reading and their give information the manufacturers are giving us uh, with that we have more demand than we have cars currently so um
0: to answer that question no so if the demand is up and the surprise uh the supply is low that means the price of the cars are going up um a little supply bit demand. yeah there it is some of that I mean there's there's
2: certain cars that the the price is higher just because they're an in-demand vehicle so you know, using it as a, an example, a Kia Telluride is really hot right now and they're getting a premium for the car. Well, they were getting a premium before there was a problem. So, you know, are it does it has it gone up a little bit? Yeah, it's changed. But then the, on the flip side of that, you know, people are selling a car, get, getting rid of a car. And in that um, they're getting more money for their car, too. So it's offsetting the difference between the two. So it's not, well, it's it's not w- a bad thing.
1: But with that, though, if you're somebody that you're in the market for a car now, and, and obviously, as you were saying, different things can can determine that. I mean, um, I, I know when I bought my last car, it's because some idiot T-boned my last car. So I had to have a car, and it was just one of those things. But if you're in the market for a car right now, is it better to go after a used car or a new car?
2: You know, that's a tough question because it really boils down to your individual needs. But um, I would say this, if you're looking for a one-year-old used car, I'd probably try and find a new one because it generally will be so close in price that you're going to end up in a better deal. If you're looking for a four- or five-year-old car because you're trying to get the price down where you don't have a big payment and all that stuff, well, then, you know, you definitely would stick with a used car. There's a better used car supply in terms of just variant of models to choose from right now, even though we still have a deficiency in used, there's still a lot more, you know, variables out there in what you want to buy. So if you, there's a particular car you really want to, Hey, I want a CX five grand touring. There's probably more used ones on the market than there
0: are new. So, so what happened to your choices. car? What happened to your car, Rob? I don't, I don't remember knowing that you got T-boned. Well,
1: I, yeah, this is like about four or five years ago. I was, uh, <laughs> I was down near the Oliver Gospel Mission, and uh, a van just that out and just t boned my car. Are you and, having lunch? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I was actually. I, they, I was, don't,
2: they don't pay uh, you, radio guys, real good. So I'm just you know, checking. I,
1: I've been on this whole uh, this whole defatting thing forever, and I'm a monumental failure. But I was going to the YMCA downtown, and I was you know trying right. to get down there to groups and uh, Street,
2: yeah, Bull in and.
1: I got popped and it destroyed my car and and I cried a tear because I had a civic hybrid that I absolutely loved. I remember uh, that car oh my my brown civic hybrid that i hybrid hybrid use your English rob uh that I would probably still be driving because I loved it so much, but so you uh, were working out at the y m c a yes, sir, I was
2: okay, so I lived uh um, at fourteen o one Hampton when I came back here from Florida. To buy this dealership, um, I was having a house built, so I got an apartment downtown. And I could say, honestly, I went to the gym every day. It was in the parking lot. It's right around the car. My car, when I pulled up, I was pulling up to the wall that has the mural on the back side of the YMCA building. So I can truly say I went to the gym. I don't have much to show for it. But, you know, I was living the dream.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, eventually when I get old, I want to move downtown. And, like, just live downtown. That way I can walk to the Y and et cetera. But uh, what? the whole thing with the, the children is, like, yeah, they like yards and things like that. So we got to. Right.
0: What do center. you consider old age enough to move downtown? Uh, I was there, I'm, you know.
1: Yeah, but you were. By, uh, come on now. We're not. See, Andy, you're <laughs> trying to put me in the trick bag, sir. I'm not going to
0: Because uh, Hood I'm, is I'm older than both of us put together.
1: What that is I, very unfortunate, know, uh, isn't it? When I, get, when I got to Andy Wood's age, that I might move downtown. That might happen. I don't know. We'll see. How old are you, Andy? I'm 56.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm 96. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she, I look good for ninety-six, 86, but what, what the heck? 13 in your brain. Hey, yeah, speaking right. of of things that are happening in town, the redo of the Mazda of Columbia dealership. We were talking on our commercial that runs on stations at the iHeart Group around here. You guys are moving here before too long. You're moving into a, into a temporary location, and then you're redoing the big location, which is going to be massive. Yeah. The,
2: originally – Correct. Originally, the uh, Volkswagen and the Mazda dealership were owned by the same people. And so the service department was shared. So that was the first issue. And the other thing is the buildings I don't know, 34 years old or something. So it's pretty tired. And what we wanted to do is remodel that to the new Mazda standards and then put a service department in that's attached to our building. That's not, you know, 300 feet down the parking lot, which really is not a very good thing to do. They should be connected. There's better communication between employees, you know, service people and salespeople to make sure our customers are being taken care of. And we faced a lot of those problems being that disconnected. So this is a worthwhile investment. It's a big investment, but it's worthwhile. But what we did was we bought the building that was on the corner of Greystone and um, Broad River. And it was the old Heiligmeier's furniture store. And then Ray, who owned Volkswagen and Mozzie years ago. W-R-A-Y was the last name. Um, He had that building. He bought it and kind of used it for vehicle storage, I think, his personal vehicles and that kind of stuff, and never really did anything with it. But we have slightly remodeled the inside of it. Um, It's fully conditioned now. It's a really huge space. It's 22,000 square feet, so it's a half an acre under roof. So I can put comfortably in there 65 cars plus my staff. And uh, then we'll have some parking lot to utilize, too, for display. But we're going to move uh, you know, our sales operation over there uh, temporarily while the, they're going to fence off and then tear down our existing showroom and then rebuild that. And when that's done, this, the new car sales part will move back into that building. But used car and certified cars will stay on the other location because it's just there's a street that splits us that kind of veers off from Broad River, but it's just across the street. So. That should serve us well. Give us plenty of space. We'll have a lot of room to
0: operate. So, people who use that corner dealership that you're going to occupy soon to cut that stoplight corner, not they, much more. They do. They do, and you know
2: that is going to be a huge disappointment to them because there actually will be activity and cars and stuff in there. So, cutting through. I mean, they stop. I, I've seen people camp overnight there. I mean, there's that parking lot has been empty for so many years that uh, it's been utilized for everything. So. Some of people in the town's habits are going to have to change slightly. You know, Damn I'm, it, I'm girl. sure they'll, I'm <laughs> sure they'll <laughs> cut through
1: That's it. I'm upset. You're taking away my spot where I can't. <laughs> yeah, camp. it's a
2: great place to During camp. Let football me tell you.
1: Season. I'm, I'm upset about that, sir.
2: Yeah. You can do your tailgating it's there. It's better KOA. Still. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It get any better than that. Um, it'll be $49 <laughs> a night from now on. I'm going to be getting a little revenue oh. from you, Rob.
1: I'm That's just going to go works. sleep in Andy's bathroom.
2: <laughs> hey, we have bathrooms. are very nice. Very nice. And I have I, I have new vending machines, too. We're really excited about that. I got three of them. One of them will actually have food in it for you, Andy. Like
0: like sandwiches and stuff. Exactly. See, I'll come out. have a sandwich. Absolutely. We're going all the way. Get yourself a Andy's soda.
1: Andy's never ate bread. Andy needs to stop lying. Of the three of us here, which one looks like they've actually eaten a sandwich in their lifetime and who hasn't? I'm going with the guy on the bottom here. He's never tasted bread or fine quiche. I forward to it.
2: And I, Andy likes
0: cats, so he may do Fancy Feast or uh, Little Friskies. I'm not sure which one. Dude, I did eat cat food one time I was I, working. I was working Radio Columbus, Georgia, and I had this contest and it was what's Andy eating? And I would bring in food and I was always honest and I actually ate what I said I was eating, gave hints out. And people had to guess what I was eating. And the person who guessed it right got a prize like an album or concert tickets or whatever. I had absolutely no food in my house one day and I was leaving for work. I thought, what the hell am I going to use? Grab a can of cat food, the stinky food. And actually ate a forkful on the air. The lady came up who guessed it. And she said, you made me throw up in my mouth when you did that because you actually ate it. And I did. Well, did don't you eat throw cat food out, out of the mouth. Camera. No, oh I didn't. God. But it was it was close. I was live, so I couldn't really barf. But yeah, yeah I'm planning for one. my retirement. I'm stockpiling some fancy feasts. I don't make it a habit. <laughs> make sure you get the seafood flavor.
1: I got salmon.
0: Go for the Salmon. Mm.
1: I, are I y'all go really going to? Is it
0: really go, gonna for, be, go ahead and ask your question sir is it really going to be food and sandwiches and stuff like that in the vending machine yeah yeah
2: yeah. i'm going all in i because I, I have so much room i got so much square footage i could put in whatever kind of machine <laughs> yeah. i want well, and i was thinking of you <laughs> yeah. we have a cat food vending machine and then yeah. we have sandwiches for rob and myself right. you know then we have the fattening stuff that's next to it so candy bars and chips and all that kind of stuff. Hey, we'll have them a well, soda machine. We may have four.
0: Well, Unless, I, I just got an email. And I just I, got an email. We got to wrap up.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I was going to ask before we got out of here, since we're having all these vending machines, I'd like to request a, uh, a fine cooler with some, uh, you know, some taps and maybe a, a Jaegermeister machine. I've always wanted one of those. With the jigger you know bottle upside
0: down, being chilled on the way
1: out, yeah, I'm with
2: that. The question is, it, it all dictates. It's dictated by how many vehicles you buy per
0: day, sir. Ugh. We'll
2: accommodate your needs.
0: Fair it's enough. What's, it's what's good under the hood. Thank you, gentlemen. This has been fun. We'll be back for another episode. And what we're going to talk about, we have no idea yet. Find out before we do it.